We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer and Brenda Alacy with you until noon. And today we are talking to all four NY27 candidates. And this segment, we are joined by Nate McMurray. He is running on the Democrat ticket, not only June 23rd, but then again in the November election. Nate, good morning. Hey, good morning, Joe. Hey, Brenda, how are you? Hey, doing well. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate you joining us today. Nate, it's been a few weeks since we talked to you. How is uh, everything going through this pandemic? Good. I mean, we've been as uh, out there as we could while we're keeping people safe. And I think you've seen we've been giving it to Jacobs, and I think we've exposed him for who he is, which is a, a soft candidate. And let's let's start with uh, current events and what's going on. There is this push to defund police, as we've seen in the media. What is your take on it, and what do you think Congress's responsibility should be? I don't want to defund police. I've never said that or even talked about it. I do believe we have a problem in our country, and you can't ignore it. You listen, I'm a business person. Every contract has two sides, and when trust is broken— uh, it's very difficult to fix. And you have a situation in our country now, and unless we restore trust, we're not going to see an end to these protests. So I'm committed to working with uh, both our police enforcement and also our communities to restore trust and bring back some, uh, some civility to our country. Nate, uh, I'm looking at your website, and there's a picture of uh, a lot of your supporters, you know, raising their hands in, uh, in support of you with your, your uh uh, election signs. But it strikes me that there is not one person of color in this picture. Uh, what do you say to that? Oh, that's not true. I have two Native American women on my campaign staff. My longtime best friend and, and campaign buddy is, is Matt Deering, who I love so much. We've had more diversity in our campaign than nearly any other campaign. But I'll say NY27 is largely Caucasian, largely white. And, you know, when we're in our communities, those communities are largely white communities. And I think it's actually a great symbol saying that people in these communities are with me and they support the Black Lives Matter movement. They want change in this country. Look, at, we're at a crossroads. When I grew up, I used to watch those grainy videos of protests back in the 60s. And I thought, thank God those people stood up and did what's right. I know it wasn't easy. A lot of people hated them. They dumped food on their heads. They beat them up. And I think we're at that point again where we're like, look, it, we can either accept the fact that we're seeing videos where people are being beaten and executed live or we can stand up and say hey we're better than this 
We're not a country that embraces racism. We're not a country that embraces uh, discrimination. And I think that's what's happening. And I've been in towns all over Hamburg, Orchard Park. Uh, I was in Mount Morris last week. Hundreds of kids, mostly kids, I'll say that right now, out there in support of this cause. And I'm proud I'm the only person in this campaign who has the guts to say it. I'm with these kids, and we're going to make the country better. Nate, you know, with everything going on, there's this cancel culture, as we're seeing. Uh, Live PD was canceled. Cops was canceled. And now there's a, a call for Paw Patrol. And, and not, this isn't a joke of a question. It's a real question. What is your thought on this cancel everything culture that we've started seeing uh, pop up on social media? Joe, Joe, you got to do your research. That's a fake story. That's a story that was used by people who are trying to troll you. Nobody asked to cancel Paw Patrol. It was in the New York Times. No, it was a trolling story. No. Ah, all right. Yeah. The Onion or something. Speaking, speaking of Twitter, speaking of Twitter, you know, you've been, and so have I, critical of, of the way the president tweets, the way the president speaks. Uh, but I've noticed on your Twitter, uh, not only you, but people that you retweet seem to have the same tone as the president, just a different message. So is it the president's tone on Twitter or is it the message on Twitter? It's, 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 it's both. And if you look at my tone, I don't, I don't curse. I don't tweet conspiracies. I don't lie. Chris Jacobs lied on his Twitter feed. He said that Governor Comer was stealing uh, ventilators. I don't lie. I say what I believe. I think people don't like it when you stand up for what you believe, but it's different from what they believe. I'm not going to be a punching bag. I'm willing to punch back and fight for what's right, whether that's against my party or whether it's against the president or anybody else. I will stand up for the people of NY27. Nate, I want to ask you about uh, the COVID crisis, uh, and it's the same question we asked uh, one of your opponents, Stefan Mihailu. If a second wave were to occur and you were advising the president, would you advocate for a nationwide lockdown to combat the second wave of COVID-19? I would do exactly what our medical people tell us to do and our experts tell us to do. I'm not a scientist, but I'm not willing to put thousands and thousands of people at risk. Let's remind everybody out there, we are handling this worse than any other country in the entire world. And you can explain that away all you want or blame it on China, but we are the worst. We have one-third the total deaths and 4% of the total population in the world. We have little Senegal with no technology. Has a, has a very tiny number of deaths compared to us. Or South Korea, as I said it before, 50 million people live in South Korea. It's the size of Indiana. And in Erie County... We have double the deaths of South Korea. How is that possible? It's possible because we've given in to ignorance. We've had bad leadership on the state level. And, and by the way, Chris Jacobs is a state senator. I want to remind everybody out there, he's partially responsible. He's the one who voted against COVID sick pay, one of only six state senators. So we have a lack of leadership. We have a failed public health system. And we have to look at this and say, how can we make it better? Because this will not be the last pandemic in our lifetime, let alone we're probably going to still deal with the second wave. So we need to use this time right now to prepare so it doesn't kill our economy, so we can get through this again. Nate, uh, we, we just talked with Stefan Mihailo. He's ta- he uh, is doing you know more of a positive campaign in the primary let me ask you this what do you think of each of the candidates that are going for that november seat in the gop 
I don't like any of their positions, but I would, listen, Beth Parlato gives my respect for standing up to this ugly political machine. Look, I would ask people out there to vote for me in a special, vote for either Beth or, or Mahalu in the primary, because Chris Jacobs, the Buffalo News just told you, he'll switch his position. They're hoping he switches his positions. He's lying to everybody out there. And Beth Parlato, even though I don't agree with her, even though she ducked a debate with me, she said she would debate and she ducked out of it, she has the guts to stand up to this terrible party machine. You know, you had people like David Bellavia. He said, if I win, it'll be a lesson to these party bosses that no more politics as usual. If you guys vote for Chris Jacobs, it'll be a disaster. He will be Delaware North's personal congressman. They already have two casinos in the district. They own, they operate the Bill Stadium. They operate the Stadium, Sabre Stadium. Look at his financial donations, who they come from. That's who he's going to, do, that's who he's going to represent. So I'll take, even though I don't like Stephen Mahalo or Beth Parlato, any day of the week, I hope I get to face one of them as a sitting congressman in November. Because if Chris Jacobs beats me in the special, you're not going to get rid of them. They got billions of dollars. And you're going to be stuck with that limp, uh, milk toast candidate and congressman for the rest of our lives. Nate, let me ask you specifically about um, something that would affect the folks in the NY27 district. Uh, as, as you well know, because you've been going back and forth across the district for a long time now, so many of the, uh, the areas are rural. And the governor has proposed a very aggressive renewable energy goal for the state. And many of those projects would be placed in those rural areas. What, what do you hear from the folks uh, that you campaign and visit with about renewable energy in their area? Are they against having those types of solar and wind projects placed in their, uh, in their territory? A lot of them are, and uh, some of them are not. And I think the, the answer is to put these things in the place where they belong, where they don't blight our landscape. And there is industrially, industrial zoned areas which have been empty for years where you could put solar panels. And people wouldn't have any problem putting a factory there. Why wouldn't you put a solar panel there? Every town in NY27 has industrial areas that have been set aside for development that have never been developed. Solar is becoming increasingly useful. In the town of Grand Island, when I was supervisor, we put solar panels in. It was a huge benefit to the town, both financially and otherwise. Uh, beyond that, guess who else wants these projects? Our unions. And I'm the only candidate that's talking to you that's endorsed by almost every single major union. And they'll tell you right to your face. They'll say, look, it, we need these projects. These are good-paying union jobs. Yet Western New York is ideally located with regards to renewable energy potential. If we take it seriously and do it the right way, not blighting our landscape, it'll bring money to our towns. So I, I support it. I think it can bring jobs. We just have to listen to the communities and say, hey, if you don't want it there, we're not going to force it there. We're going to put it in places where it makes sense for our, for our economy and for the, for the people that need jobs. Nate, you know, looking at the district you're running in, a um, lot of Trump supporters. There's a lot of Trump support, and I think that will still be there in November. Obviously, I don't know that. Uh, what do you say to the voter who might not like their option on the Republican side? Um, they like you, but they might think that you're too anti the president. What would you say to them? Number one, you may not like everything I say, but you know I tell the truth. I've been talking for two and a half years. I've been telling the truth. And I think these other, especially Jacobs, he's a fake. And I think Beth will say it, Steph will say it, everyone will say it. The guy doesn't know who he is. And if you saw my debate with him, I couldn't believe it. He was physically shaking on stage. He, how is he going to stand up to AOC or somebody like that if he can't stand up to me? I mean, it was ridiculous. 
So I say to them, number one, even if you don't agree with me, I'm sincere, uh, and I'm willing to learn and listen, and I'll try to be the best representative I can be. And even if I disagree with the president, if there's something he's going to do to help our region, I'll be behind him 100%. I don't like him. I'm not going to lie to you. And more and more people agree with me. I think he's misusing our Constitution. He's misusing our military. He's tone deaf when it comes to issues of of, of, uh, inequality. But if he's going to do something that helps Western New York, I'll be all for it. I'm not stupid. I want to help the people of this region. So I will listen. I'll be sincere. And I will, first and foremost, I'm not there going there to represent him or Nancy Pelosi or anybody else. I'm going there to represent the people of NY27. And you can look, Joe, you know it. Everyone on this call knows it. The, the party machine has tried to kill me over and over again, both sides. And I've stood up to both sides, and I'll do the same thing in D.C. Well, Nate, back to my earlier question. You kind of dodged it. Um, regardless if the Paw Patrol thing was real or not, I found two articles in the New York Times where it's real, but we're not, that's not the interview. Uh, what is your thought? That's not the question. Let, let me just get the question. The question is this cancel culture, right, where someone says something we don't like, and now we're all going to try to cancel them. Do you think that is getting away from the message of the campaign or the message of right now, Black Lives Matter. It seems we're talking about everything else than having the conversation we're supposed to be having and this conversation we need to have. What's your reaction to that? Joe, it's actually a great, great question. I'm sorry if you thought I tried to dodge it. And I'm, I'll tell you the truth. Yes, I do agree. To have real conversations, we can't cancel people. We have to get to the bottom of things. And that gets ugly sometimes. And that's what I do on Twitter or everywhere else. I'll have real conversations with people. I'll say, this is what I believe. And sometimes, listen, no one tried to cancel me more than Nick Langworthy in the Republican Party. I mean, no one's tried to cancel me. You said X, Y, and Z four years ago, therefore you're disqualified. So, yeah, I disagree with that. The reality is I'm a working-class person who came from a one of seven. I say it all the time because it defines who I am. Chris Jacobs was born with $70 million inheritance that gets replenished every single year. Look at his, look at his, his financial disclosures. He's one of the most wealthy people in the entire country. Constant stream of money. How does a guy like that, who was a Democrat, and is suddenly a Republican, and suddenly a Trump supporter, how is he going to represent the people of NY27 who will have difficult conversations, who will say, look, this is what I say, even if you don't like it, let's figure it out. So yes, I'm against cancel culture. You know, Nate, it's interesting you mentioned being one of seven, and Stefan Mihailu, one of your opponents, said the same thing, one of seven. Um, and obviously you talk about not being born with that silver spoon in your mouth, as did Stefan Mihailu. But you also talk about job creation and how the universities throughout our region can partner with schools and industry to employ people and start you know, incubating small businesses and changing that economic landscape. If the economy uh, stalls, would you be in favor of a payroll tax cut? I'm, I'm a favor of all types of tax cuts for working class people. Because what happened now is they've decreased the taxes in the top 1%. Where do you think the tax burden goes? It goes to the people in the middle. So when you give a $170 billion tax cut to developers like they did in the CARES Act, when you create a $500 billion slush, slush fund like they did in the CARES Act, when you create the tax uh, Trump tax cuts that give 83% of the benefits to 1% of the population, to the Jacobs family, where do you think the burden goes? It goes to sales tax and everything else. It goes to regular people. Now, regarding Stefan Mihailu, look, at, I don't agree with Stefan Mihailu. I think some of the stuff he says is repugnant. But listen, he's a real person, at least, and he's got guts. And I'm gonna, he's going to debate me. Beth Parlato wouldn't do it. Jacobs did it, and it was a total joke. 
So I give him guts. We're going to have a debate later on, I think maybe you're late, hopefully this week. So I think the first and foremost, we need to have tax cuts for regular people. The tax burden on regular people, small businesses, is too high. But the tax cuts and the exemptions given to people like Chris Jacobs, it's ridiculous. And that burden does not go anywhere else. It goes to working families. That's why the tax burden on your paycheck is so high, because they could, the money has to come from somewhere, and it's coming out of your pocket. Nate, uh, keeping it on taxes, keeping it on money, you know, with most states reopening now, we're getting to phase three on Tuesday. Do you think it's time, if you were in Congress, would do you think it's time for another stimulus uh, bill for those in the country who have been suffering the last three months that now getting back to work might put some money into a struggling economy? Yes, and you, but I don't want to give any more money to corporations that are flush with cash. Why do you think the tax, the, 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 the stock market's booming? Because the interest rates are so low, they're not paying employees, there's nowhere else for that money to go, they just put it into their own stock. But the problem is, I keep saying this, people, and I said it in the debate last week, you are the economy. The reason why the economy stalled, everyone has to remember this, is because you couldn't go to the store, you couldn't go to the movies, you couldn't go to the hair salon. They always say these corporations are the economy. The reality is regular people are the economy. And the more we give cash to regular people, that through tax cuts, through good jobs, through, through, through the incentives in this dangerous period where a lot of people are out of work, it'll help the economy. It'll get us back on our feet. So I'm always going to be for helping regular people because that's who, the, that's who the economy is. When you take money out of regular people's hands, whether it's your wage decreases or, or increased taxes or anything else, that's when America stalls. And I'm about, I'm about making America go. Nate, I, I want to ask you the, um, the specifics about this unusual situation we find ourselves in with the New York State uh, special election and primary election for the same office on the same day. And you were quoted as saying it's a mess. What are you hearing from your uh, visits with people who live in NY27? Are they confused about what to do on the election next week? Yes. And we created it. We, we brought a lawsuit against Erie County. Board of Elections because they weren't they didn't have an early voting plan until we until we sued them and then they put one on their website. Um, the the individual Board of Elections are overwhelmed with the with requests for ballots and everything else and you know Erie County has hundreds of employees or something I don't know, I'm not sure exactly how many employees but some of these rural counties have just a handful of employees and they're dealing with thousands of ballots. Now when I ran against Chris Collins the ballot counting process was so crazy. And then we came down to this point, 0.37%. They were lawyered up. I mean, it was a fight for every single ballot. You know, we're raising money right now. I'm trying to save as much money as possible just to deal with the legal problems that may come out of this. I think... Uh, I think you may have to check results in the election. And uh, what worries me more than anything else is when you have an unpredictable election, it helps people like the Jacob, who can slip in with the cash, it helps people with commercials, and it's not a... Hey, Nate, Nate, we're losing you, man. Uh, it sounds like you switched the speaker or something. So I am worried about it, and, and I'm going to fight for every single vote. I'll tell you what, on election night, I'm not going to say win or lose. I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to wait for every single vote to count. All right, that is Nate McMurray, the Democrat candidate, not only in the special election June 23rd, but then again in November on Election Day. Nate, always great talking to you, and we know we'll be talking to you again very soon. Okay, guys, take care. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Nate.
That is. Joe, I think Nate wanted a submarine there for a moment. <laughs> it sounded like <laughs> it. Sounded like it. But uh, that is Nate McMurray. He will be on the Democrat ticket again, June 23rd, and then in November. And Brenda, of everyone we're talking to, he's one we definitely know we'll be talking to uh, leading up to the November election as well. No doubt about that. And, uh, you know, we'll have it covered both here on Hardline and on WBEN seven days a week. And, and, the, and the point, just, just to because just to say, uh, I wasn't the Paw Patrol thing, if it was real or not, that really wasn't the point of the question. That's why I was just trying to clear it up with Nate, because he did dodge it the first time I asked it. But as I said, Nate, you might disagree with him. He is always a good interview, and I'm glad he joined us now. After the news with Alan Harris, Chris Jacobs will be joining us for the 11 o'clock segment. And we're going to be posting the show a little differently than we usually do. So instead of just doing it by hour, it'll be by candidate. So Stefan will be there uh, a segment by himself and then Nate. Chris and Beth. So you don't have to search through the audio. You'll have each candidate separated on the website, easy to find, and that'll be posted right after the show at WBEN.com and on the radio.com app. It's Hardline. We're back after this. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 